TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Vikings fans, get it off your chest and get it on the air. Your comments, questions, your thoughts. Tweet us at Score North or call 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Vent Line. Attention. And there is Thielen. He is into the end zone. A touchdown right from the get-go for Adam Thielen. Second down and 10. And this is the third big carry of the game. And this one to the end zone for Dalvin Cook. My, oh my. I mean, I think when I look at this, the job of the offense is to move the ball efficiently. When I look at this offense, I think Mark Rippon, I think Trent Dilfer. You have to run the ball. You have to play good, solid defense. You can't throw it around every second and try and move the ball. Your job is to score points and move it efficiently. So I love the way that we look today. I love the way that we took care of the football. I want to hang up and listen. I want to say, Skull Vikings, let's go. And with that, we start the inaugural edition of the weekday Vikings Vent Line. That, of course, call came from uh, the post game yesterday, Vikings Vent Line, which has existed on the station for several years now with Phil Mackey and Manny Hill. But this is going to be the weekday Vikings Vent Line. It's Zolged, and Danny Cunningham will be with you every Monday during the season from 10 to noon, and then Tuesday through Friday from 11 to noon as well. And uh, I would say, Danny, that that was about as good of a start as the Minnesota Vikings could have possibly gotten off to on Sunday. I don't know that there's a better recipe for them to win a game. I think that that type of game is what Mike Zimmer dreams about winning. That's what he wants when he approaches any football game as a coach. That's exactly what he wants. There's no better way for them to start the season. That was, Yes, and we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the outstanding play of the defense against the Falcons, who appeared to be overmatched from the opening kickoff yesterday. We'll talk about the fact that the... $28 million per year quarterback through exactly 10 passes. And the head coach is ecstatic. Uh, Dalvin Cook had an outstanding game. And statistically, to put Dalvin uh, Cook's game into context, which we will do, uh, is pretty incredible considering the fact that this guy is going into his third year. And just one quick thing. He had two rushing touchdowns on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, that equals his rushing touchdowns for last season in 11 games. <laughs> 11 games. Uh, but, but first and foremost, Danny... Let's also talk about uh, this show and the fact that this show, we want this show to involve you as well. So it's not just us talking back and forth, but we want participation. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. And tell people also, so if, if they're at their desk or something and they're like, well, Judd, that's great. I'd love to participate by calling, but I'm at work right now. Other ways to participate in Vikings Vent Line as well, yeah. Get uh, get at us on Twitter. I'm at Real D Cunningham. You're at Jay Jay Zolgad. At Score North is the station account. But we want this to be a show that's interactive. This is a show that the phone lines are always going to be open. The Twitter lines are always going to be open. You can leave us a mic drop on the Score North app if you don't have that already. Go to the the Apple App Store, the Android Store. Get what get that app. You can leave us a 30 second question or opinion on there. It's the mic drop feature. Call that number, 651-646-8255, but we are always looking for interaction on this show. This show is not only us, but it's all of you as well. And some days it's going to be probably tough if the Vikings lose a game to talk about, but this show also today is going to be fun because, um, back to your point, now, I get it. You're up 28 rip at one point, okay? Mm -hmm. So I completely get the fact that... um, what we saw on Sunday is probably not going to be the norm. 
But I think you hit the nail squarely on the head, Danny, by saying that this is what when when Mike when Mike sat down last year and called in uh, John D. Filippo after the Seattle debacle with three games left, and Zim said, "John, you're just fired. It's not working." Yeah, and I think people said at the time, oh, "All Mike wants to do is run." He's from 1965. This is, but that's not the truth. I think what Mike was trying to get at, and where I agree with him also was balance, right? Yeah. Balance and the fact that Dalvin Cook, let's start there. Because since Kubiak uh, got the job as, I believe it's officially offensive advisor and assistant head coach, when he got the job, we all said they're going to change to his own blocking scheme and Dalvin Cook could benefit in a big way. And he certainly did on Sunday. But this is what he envisioned, which is which is not that Kirk Cousins is not important and not that the passing game is unimportant, but that you've got to balance things out. And I also think, and people take this as an insult, and it's not. If Kirk Cousins, the majority of the time, manages games, Danny, that's just fine. He doesn't need to, if you get done with the season and look at Kirk Cousins' Resume of stats for 2018, or in this case, 2019, and the stats are off the charts. Odds are the Vikings record is not going to be what you wanted. The stats might be what Kirk likes, but odds are the record will not be what you wanted. And in most games, Kirk is going to throw more than 10 passes. He's going to throw for more than 98 yards. Whether the Vikings win 35 to nothing or whether they lose the game, he's not going to have too many games that are this exact stat line. But if he does, it means the Vikings are winning. And that's going to be just fine inside that locker room. It's going to be just fine for Kirk. It's going to be just fine for everyone on the offensive side of the ball because wins are what matters in this league. It doesn't matter how you get the wins. It matters that you get the wins. I bet Kirk Cousins at 8 of 10 for 98 yards and a touchdown is much happier than Matt Ryan who threw for 304 yards and two scores yesterday. Much happier because Which is incredible because you look completely lost for the game. Yeah, he looked like a high school quarterback for most of the game. (laughs) But if Kirk Cousins has that kind of stat line and it's because you can do everything else so well and play the exact style you want to play, that's a good thing. Kirk Cousins is essentially an overpaid game manager and yesterday he did it about as well as you can ask him to do it. Uh, 651-646-8255. It is the new weekday Vikings vet line. It's Zolgad. It's Cunningham. Declan Goff is producing. 651-646-8255. We want to hear from you just like we do after Vikings games on Sunday. And uh, let's go to those phone lines now and start with Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe, are you there? Hey, good morning. What's, What's up, up, Joe? Oh, man, I just want to say you guys are pinning, pinning the needle on the docky over there. Exactly how we want to play football is we are defense first. We brought in Gary Kubiak for a reason, and that's to pound that rock like we did. Dalvin Cook. Put it down right now. He said it first. He is going to be the rushing leader this year. If they keep this up, boys, watch out for the Vikes. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the call. And, and now, I guess the conversation gets to be this. What's the expectation? Because it's Packer week now. Yeah. The Packers' defense looks good. But again, but again, I I would say the statistics that we saw on Sunday might not be repeatable, especially when it comes to 8 for 10 from your starting quarterback. Sure. But the blueprint is. 
I think the blueprint's right here. Mm-hmm. And Kubiak's debut was absolutely, positively fantastic. Yeah, and I was really impressed with how the offensive line looked as well. I didn't necessarily expect them to be able to run the ball quite as well as they did. Now, we know Dalvin Cook is a special type of running back. We know he's super talented, but it takes more than that to to be able to do what they did yesterday on the offensive side of the ball. And that was what was really impressive to me. And bringing up the Packers this Packers week, I do think that their defense is better than Atlanta's, so I do think it'll take a little bit more a little bit more balance on the offensive side of the ball. I think you're going to need a little bit more from Kirk Cousins. Not that he was bad yesterday, but you're going to have to ask him to do more. Does it worry you that the Packers have extra time to prepare for this because they played on Thursday and they've been able to sit back? And they can and watch they, more film? And they can watch more. They can't necessarily watch more not film really. because no. this is the first time you're putting it on there, but they're going to be rested. Yeah, you know what? It, th- that would concern me more if this were, let's say, Danny, week 14 or something. Sure. In this case, no. In this case, what I want is, if I if I am the Vikings, and I'm the coaching staff, and I'm Kubiak, Zimmer, Stefanski, what I want everybody to understand is the role that you played in 2018 might not be that the role, and, and this was probably, I would hope, set during training camp, not just now. But the role that you played in 2018 is not necessarily the role that you're going to be asked to play in 2019, and that's okay. Sure. Because 2019 flat-out did not work. But that wasn't a bad football team. No. it. But it didn't work. And so if Thielen and Diggs and Cousins are all told, we're going to need you at times, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. This is not, we, we are going to have tight games, we're going to have games where, where the passing game is going to have to be uh, proficient and good. But what Gary's doing here makes perfect sense. And, you know, the Dalvin Cook stuff to me is amazing. By halftime of Sunday's game, Danny, by halftime, Dalvin Cook had more yards rushing than he did in 8 of 11 games total last year. That's amazing. And, and he had the bad hamstring. He missed five games. I, I get it. You there, there were times where he probably was not even close to being at full strength. But think about that. Think about the the stat I gave you before. Think about the fact that Dalvin Cook had as many rushing touchdowns on Sunday as he did all of last year, and both of those came in the Dolphins game. He did not, outside of that, in 10 of the 11 games in which he played, he did not have a rushing touchdown. He had as many receiving touchdowns in 2018 as he did rushing touchdowns. It's wild to me that he was able to match his total. Not just because yesterday was super impressive, but because it it just shows what he's capable and how much we kind of forgot about just how good he was because what what he's been because he's been injured all the time. We haven't seen Dalvin Cook really at full strength in how long and how little of it have we seen. If we get this version of Dalvin Cook week in and week out, how much more dangerous does that make the Vikings because I think it's a it's a big boost off of what they were last year. Which is the only the only thing or what one of the few things that bug me about what we saw on Sunday and I'm not sure about you, but you're up huge in the fourth quarter, and Dalvin Cook's still playing. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, Mike, get him out of there. This is a one. And it's not even that I'm concerned he's going to get hurt. It's the wear and tear. You've got to do everything. It was abundantly obvious what we've been talking about um, in the weeks leading up to the season. It was abundantly obvious yesterday that Dalvin Cook's presence on that field makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And Dalvin Cook needs to be used a lot. And Dalvin Cook is going to get tired. Fourth quarter of a blowout game, Dalvin Cook does not need to see the field. I don't care if he carries the ball or not. He does not need to see the field. There was no reason for him to be in, especially I could understand, okay, maybe he's at like 95 yards. You want to get him that 100-yard game. So it's a nice feather in your cap. 
He was already past 100 yards. There was no statistical reason to have him in there. And you know what? Alexander Madison's a rookie. Let him get those reps. Let him try and figure it out. Let- Amir Abdullah can carry the ball by the fourth quarter, and I, yeah. I don't. But yeah, but, you're right. But even let you. let Alexander sure. Madison get his feet wet in the NFL in a very low leverage, low pressure situation when the game's in hand. Don't waste those Dalvin Cook carries because you only get so many miles. You only get to take so many hits before your body starts to betray you. And while it might not seem like a big deal yesterday or today. Week 16, week 17, it might matter. You want to save as much of Dalvin Cook as you can for the stretch run. And when you don't need him, keep him on the sideline. Keep him healthy as possible. Exactly right. The The show is Viking Vent Line. The number is 651-646-8255. And you're saying right now it's Viking Vent Line. You, you guys got Vent Line after games. No, that's no longer just the case. Yes, it still exists after games. It'll be uh, Phil and Manny after home games. It'll be Danny and I quite a bit after road games. But... This show now exists 10 a.m. to uh, noon on Mondays, and will be on 11 to noon Tuesday through Friday. Viking vent line, and just to put it into context, vent does not mean you got to be mad. No, you can vent happiness, you can vent joy, you can vent beating the Falcons badly. Six five one six four six eight two five five is the uh, number if you want to call us. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Also, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm going to give you uh, three Twitter handles: at Real D Cunningham, at Jay Zolgad, at Score North. And so, uh, this show is about us, but more importantly, really, it's about you and uh, you guys getting involved in the show. Six five one six four six eight two five five Viking Event Line. How do you think, Danny Cunningham? That cousins, if cousins' role has changed, mm-hmm. and and you know, this might be tough for him to accept. But the reality for Kirk Cousins was he was signed here as an upgrade on Case Keenum, sure, as a better quarterback. He was never signed here. He was paid savior type money, but I don't think that was ever the real goal. Like the goal was not to say we're tired of playing great defense. Kirk Cousins come in here and pass for, you know. 350 a game and four touchdowns. How do you think he accepts the role of, you know what, Kirk? You're going to throw more than 10 passes. We all get that. But what you did on Sunday was absolutely perfect. And you're be you're being paid. You're being paid a lot because we saw you as an upgrade on Keenum. And you're being paid a lot because in the Vikings' minds, you had the ability to be the most stable quarterback that was on that free agent market that they could possibly find. But this was not this was not about him being Rodgers or Brady mm-hmm. or even Jared Goff. Sure. I think as long as they're winning, he's fine with it because that's what's going to matter in the locker room at the end of the day. And his money's guaranteed. It's not as if he has escalators in his contract that if he throws for X number of yards, he's going to be able to make more money or so many touchdown passes means a bonus. That's not built into his contract. All of his money is coming to him, whether he throws 10 passes in a game or 55 passes in a game. That doesn't matter. So I think as long as they're winning, he'll be fine. Now, if they start losing and he's not being, doesn't feel like he's being utilized correctly or not being allowed to do enough, that might be an issue, but as long as they're winning, if they go 11-5, and 12-4, even 10-6 and six like this and make the playoffs, I think it's going to be a happy locker room. I think it's going to be a happy Kirk Cousins as long as victories are coming. Kirk, post-game yesterday on throwing 10 times. Yeah, throwing 10 times is really unique. Um, probably haven't had a game with that few attempts since, since literally Pop Warner. I think I probably threw 10 times or more in most high school games, too, so... It was what the game called for, and um, I have no problem with being conservative. As long as we win the football game, that's all that matters to me. And um, we found a way to get the win. 
So the approach was um, was a great approach. Back to the phone lines. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Judd? Um, it was a great game, but I do still have some things that I didn't like about it. Um, so Daniel Hunter got the sack at the end of the first half, and Mike Zimmer called a timeout. So you would think that maybe he's going to go for the throw and try to score again. But they just ran the ball three times <laughs> and gave the Falcons another chance. So I'm continuing to be confused about Zimmer and clock management. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, uh, uh, Danny was referring to it, that uh, Green Bay has a little bit of extra time to watch us and see what we did. But I also think that we did not uh, open up the playbook at all, so I'm thinking that might give us a little bit of edge. So, what do you guys think? Thanks, Nick. I, I always think it's interesting how much every team wants to show early in the season, how much of their playbook they want to unleash. And I think it is pretty clear that the Vikings didn't exactly show everything that they have. They didn't put everything on film, and nor should they have had to. They didn't need to. They were up 28 nothing at some point. At that point, you're going to run the ball all the time, as you very well should. Now, as far as the clock management thing, I understand that gripe. I certainly get that. If you want to go for the throw before the half instead of running the ball three times. That was odd. That was, Nick's not was wrong strange. about that. Yeah, Nick is not incorrect about that. That's something that certainly, if you want to criticize something that the Vikings did yesterday, that's a fine point to start. Well, and and it's not so much uh, germane to Sunday's game because the game was such a blowout, Danny, mm-hmm. but it is an interesting philosophy because that's the type of thing where if it's a close game, it could come back to punch what are you, you. What are you doing exactly? Yeah. It could come back to haunt you. If that is a, if they end up winning that game 21-17, it could have been 28-17 to in a much more comfortable victory. So I understand that gripe. I certainly do. His second point is a, uh, is a fantastic point. And that's the fact that if you go up like they did, and the Falcons, I thought, from the opening of that game were just lost. Yeah. Like, they, they were lost. They, they partially no-showed, and they were intimidated. And to what you said, which I think is correct, Matt Ryan made some high school throws. Yeah. Um, but if I'm Kubiak, I'm not showing you much then. Irv Smith, basically, I don't think was used. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that there is a huge portion of this playbook that's marked Irv Smith, but... You know why run plays for why run plays for an unknown when it's clear that you're going to win if you just essentially run the football. Well, and, and Chad on Twitter brings up a good point at Score North at Jay Zolgat at Real D Cunningham. One of the things about yesterday was Stephon Diggs was a little beat up with that hamstring. If yeah. they didn't need to use him use him a ton, throw the ball a ton, have him running a, a high number thirty two snaps. That's 60%. not that's not that's not a bad thing. That's not no. bad that you were able to not only win the game, but you you used Stephon Diggs, but you didn't have to overuse Stephon Diggs. Your quarterback threw 10 passes. Yes. That's, you didn't overuse anybody. Thielen's fresh. Yeah. Think about that. They could probably play again today. Yeah. 10 passes. I believe the stat that the Vikings put out post game was the last time they had a quarterback um, throw 10 passes in, in a game, according to the sheet I saw post game, Danny, was uh, Joe Cap 1969 in a December game against San Francisco, which I'm willing to bet was played outdoors here. Well, you even heard Kirk in that Think clip that, that you played. He hadn't thrown 10 passes or less in a game since Pop Warner. Think it, about how long ago that is for Kirk Cousins. And, and it, in fact, that. Uh, soundbite that I played was Cousins essentially saying that's fine if, if we win. There is another soundbite that when we come back on Vikings Ventline, I want to play though because it gets into a it gets into a very interesting quote from Cousins that I'm not sure if he was being flippant or not. I hope for his sake he was because this is something where if it was to happen, 
Zim, let's say, might be very upset. The show is Vikings Event Line. We're on till uh, noon today. We'll be on 11 to noon tomorrow. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. It's Zolgad. It's Cunningham back after the money. Yes, at Score North. Or call 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Event Line. The best in the league, and there's a block punt. And Minnesota covers it up. It looked like Eric Wilson... The linebacker out of Cincinnati came charging in to get it. It's the new weekday Viking vent line. Uh, Judd Zolgay, Danny Cunningham, Declan Goff producing, and uh, your participation greatly encouraged. 651-646-8255. Let's go to the phone lines here. And uh, John, you're on. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. Uh, first and foremost, just wanted to say how excited I am that this is a thing now. I've been waiting for Score North to do some more morning programming and uh, – Really excited that this has taken place. Thank so you. Thanks for doing this. Uh, us too, John. Uh, just looking at the game yesterday, three players that stood out to me, uh, Daniil Hunter, J. Ron Curse. Those guys are lighting it up on defense. I'm really excited for J. Ron Curse uh, this season. think he's kind of like a secret sneaky weapon uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, Pat Alfline concerns me on the offensive line for sure. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. He could end up – ruining something for us in the future. But i got two big questions for you guys. One, yep. uh, I noticed that it flashed on the screen uh, on Fox's broadcast on Sunday. I noticed the defense seemed to be a little bit more aggressive in their play calling, at least to me, than last year. And it said on the bottom of the screen that Edwards was the one that was calling plays. Don't know if that was actually real uh, or they were just kind of inserting the defensive coordinator name there. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. And then if you were forced to pick one, uh, just off of what you saw in week one, do you guys think the Bears' offense is that bad or the Packers' defense is that good? Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. Um, let's start with the second question yeah, first. Yeah, that, that's where I wanted to go. I do think that the Packers' defense is at the very least semi-legit. They're not nearly as – they are not as good as the Bears' defense. I don't think they're as good as the Vikings' defense either. But I do think that they are a, a top eight, top seven defense in the NFL. I think that's fair to say after seeing what they did week one. Also, John, I'm not a believer in Mitch Trubisky, and I've been vocal about that. I've been calling him Mitchell Ponder on air for the last week. I just don't think he's that good. That's about as mean as you could be to a human being, by the way. He's just not that good. Um, so I think it's a mix. I do think that the Packers defense is good. I also think that the Bears offense, and part of that's on Na- Matt Nagy, the head coach in Chicago. I thought he was really outcoached by Matt LaFleur in Green Bay on Thursday night. I really thought that the coaching battle was won by the Packers, and it wasn't close. I thought Nagy had a terrible game calling the offense. That's something that needs to be improved, but I... As far as it goes with their offense, I can't trust their quarterback, and until I can trust their quarterback, I'm going to lean that the offense just isn't very good. I'm inclined to agree with that. Now, Trubisky, I don't know yet. That was underwhelming on Thursday night. Now, now I'm with you. The Packers have finally, in fact, if you saw Rodgers' postgame, to to me this is incredibly telling, Danny. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' postgame looked like a kid in a candy store. And they had scored 10 points. They did not have a good game. And it, he basically couldn't stop uh, uh, when, when he was talking to, to Foya on NBC. And then in the press conference, he couldn't stop talking about, we finally have a defense. That means something. He's not that he's not full of BS there. The thing that stood out to me with Rodgers wasn't even what he said to Michelle Tafoya Tavoy, on NBC, because that did. But the way he went up to Mike Pettin 
before they went into the victory formation after uh, the Packers got that sack of Trubisky on fourth down and the way he celebrated with Mike Pettin and Matt LaFleur. I don't know the last time I saw an Aaron Rodgers look that happy with any coach on his coaching staff. And that was something that was telling <laughs> it, to me. It certainly didn't happen the last five years no, with Mr. McCarthy. No, I, did you ever see him celebrate with Dom Capers ever? No, because Dom was upstairs. But this guy's on the side. No, no, I didn't. No, but 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 the fact that they they had a bad game. Now mm-hmm. the Bears' defense is good. Yes, but, but very if, good. if you are Aaron Rodgers and you're going to Canton one day, and you are celebrating after you score ten points, something somewhere else has gone incredibly right. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Because football players, for the most part, are ordinarily not all of them, but you know they're sort of selfish people, right? My team didn't, or my offense didn't play well, or I'm the quarterback, and I. The ordinary thing that Aaron would say, and he said this somewhat, I get it, but the ordinary thing would be to go up to the podium and dump on yourself and just be like, "I got to be better." I mean, ten points is unacceptable, and he said some of those things, and he will be better. But nonetheless, he was smiling. Yeah. So it, 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 he looked like a different Aaron Rodgers. After the game, uh, than we're used to seeing. But you're right. R- ranking the defenses in the NFC North right now, I think it would probably go Chicago still one, mm-hmm. probably still one. Yeah, I, I, the Vikings are really good, so they they're a close to Green Bay still three. Green Bay, there's no way that I'm saying right now. Oh, I think they're going to be as good. The Bears and Vikings defenses still take the cake in the division. But there's a big difference between the Packers being three this year and the Packers being three last year. Yes. A huge difference in where that number three is because the the number three last year was like 21st in the NFL. The number three in this division this year is like seventh. What did I I was at the game in the press box on Sunday? What did Fox put up as far as a graphic about uh, play calling? You know, on I didn't catch that okay. graphic. That was a graphic that I I don't necessarily remember seeing. And I'm not saying that it wasn't up there because it very well could have been. John could have been an oversight on my part. I don't remember seeing that one. John, I'm going to tell you right now, if Zim gave up the play calling on defense, I think he'd quit. So I can't imagine un- unless unless the broadcasters in the Saturday night production meeting were told something entirely different. George seems like a fine guy, and I'm sure he's a very competent football guy, or or uh, Mike Zimmer would not associate with uh, George. Yeah. But I can't believe Mike is going... The reason why Mike wanted Kubiak is Mike doesn't want to talk about offense. Ever. Like The, the DeFilippo thing didn't bother him because he thought, I've got to take control. <laughs> the DeFilippo, let's have Kirk in shotgun, which, by the way, on Sunday, I don't think he was much, but he was all last year. The reason why that became a problem to the point of with three games left, uh, DiFilippo was fired, was because Zimmer had no interest in having to involve himself in that side of the game. And why? Because he wants to call the defense. Yep, that's exactly that's all he wants to do. He wants to, he doesn't want to talk about offense. He wants to talk about how to stop an offense. He wants to put the offense on somebody else. I, which which by the way, I do appreciate. Sure. Now now I get it gets tiresome when he when he gets ticked off. And basically, vents. It's fun for us. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a fan, it gets tiresome. But I like the fact that Mike tries to find people who he can empower with other things, which is why the the flip hiring didn't make sense because you've got to know who you're getting and exactly what that person is going to do so that they can at least come close to adhering to your wishes. I think it's actually really refreshing because I, at least in my opinion. Our football society is so controlling where mm-hmm. you want to have control of absolutely everything if you're the head coach. You don't want you want the buck stops with you and you want it all on you. You want to control every little thing that you can. And Zim's not like that with the offensive side of the ball and that's really refreshing to me to see. 
651-646-8255. Vikings Vent Line is the show. We are going to be on until noon today, 11 to noon Tuesday through Friday. 651-646-8255. like to get your thoughts on uh, on the game yesterday, or heck, it's Packer Week as well. Vikings at Lambeau on Sunday. Uh, Danny, here is Kirk Cousins on complimentary football. Yeah, I think that's probably a great example, but also maybe even over-the-top example. I mean, you don't expect to have a block punt every series and a, a sack and a short drive and, and a long run. You know, those were... It, it all just came together today. And, you know, complimentary football also means, you know, when the punt isn't blocked and the sack doesn't happen, still finding a way to make the plays to pick one another up. And if a game calls for us to win in the 50s, to be able to do that too. So uh, you got to play the game that's called. And today was a very unique one. I, I think every game calls for something different. Uh, don't be surprised if we have to win a game 52 to 51 this year. <laughs> Coach Zimmer wouldn't be very happy about that. But uh, every week is different. And I think you look around the league today and you see how wacky the scores can be and the results can be, and you realize that uh, every game is its own entity, and you have to go play what the game calls for. Um, so it's very important that you understand what kind of game we had to play today to win, and that's what we played. Can I make something very clear? Please. If the Minnesota Vikings have to win a game 52-51 to 51 at any point in 2019, something has gone off the rails. It's not a good thing. Not trying to say it wouldn't be a fun thing to watch. It might be. Oh, it'd be a blast. Chiefs Rams was a blast to watch. Now that's two great teams too. But um, I hope Kirk. I hope Kirk wasn't trying to sort of say, "Well, if I have to get super involved, I can too." I hope he gets that the formula. Listen, there are some quarterbacks who I get it. If you say manage the game, they're going to say, "I'm Tom Brady. I will do what I want." Sure. But when you're built around defense. When you're built around a zone blocking scheme, when you're built around Dalvin Cook, which is fantastic, you never should have to ever think about 52-51. You are 100% correct, but I also do think Kirk is correct in his first answer that you played that every day is not going to go as picture perfect for the defense as it did yesterday. You're not going to have a block kick every game. You're not going to get a sack on just about every drive, it feels like. There are going to be days where this defense isn't quite as good as it was yesterday. Now, I don't expect many of them, but there are going to be days where they're not at the rest. And there are going to be days where Kirk Cousins is going to have to do much more than he did yesterday. Both those things can be true. But 52 to 51, it should never happen. There should never be a day where... Well, that's not what... Then your team is not even built... If you give up 52 points, the final score is going to be 52-20. Yes. Like you're, you're going you're to lose scoring, by 30. You are not scoring 50 32. plus points. That's not happening. 651-646-8255. It's a, week, a weekday Viking vet line. Zolgad, Cunningham, Declan Goff producing and joining us now on the phone lines. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Awesome. A quick question on your thoughts on uh, Matt Ryan's little fake like I'm running out of bounds and then dart up field for the first down because I totally agreed with Chris Spielman's take of take the 15 next time he tries that. I'll hang out. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris, for the call. And, yeah, that was an odd play because now defensive players have become so conditioned to not touch the quarterback, to try and let up when someone gets close, close to the sidelines. And, you do have to give Matt Ryan credit there because he knows that and he was smart about it. He deserves a little bit of credit for that. But yeah, it's I would think that the next time a quarterback is close to the sidelines, the Vikings will be a little bit more aggressive with him. And at some point that could result in 15 yards going the wrong way for you. The problem there, though, is it's it's the penalties. But I think more importantly, if you're a player, it's the fine. 
Yeah. If I it's blast, the money out of your pocket. If I decide, you know, Matty Ryan, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm losing money. Now, if I do it to a running back, could I get fined? Absolutely. But if I do it to a quarterback, could I get fined? Positively. Yes. Yeah. You're going to be fined. So, and and plus, you know what? In this day and age, the way the sport is played and officiated, I don't know if I'm a coach. I don't know that there would ever now in 2019, Danny, be too many times that I would want my players to make that sort of statement because undisciplined football now is going to get you every time, as your Browns learned on Sunday, 18 penalties. I don't know that there's... Back in the old days, I completely get it. You know, if the quarterback's going to run, I'm going to well, blast well, him. Well, in the old days, Matt Ryan would have gotten blasted. And if I can cuss him, I don't care. Great, yeah. Um, but with the way that the league is now, and, and that was the, if you look at the negatives for the Vikings on Sunday, and there are less than five probably, penalties are, are one. you got to be as disciplined as possible. Mm-hmm. And because they will throw, as we saw, man, they are itching to throw hankies. And that, that was the one thing that uh, Zimmer brought up post game, and he's right. He said, "I'm going to spend the week this week now going into the Green Bay game, basically drilling into these guys. You've got to be smarter. We can't have penalties. We can't have holds. We can't have because they are looking for everything." While you brought up the Browns having 18 penalties, the Vikings having 11 for 100 yards is far too many too. Agreed. Completely. Like it, it's not nearly as bad as the, and, the and monstrosity that happened in Cleveland, but you are not going to win a ton of football games when you have triple digit yardage in penalties. That's what happened yesterday, and they found a way to win. But that's not going to happen very often. And you can't go on the road. Certainly you will not. lose. If you, eleven if, penalties. If you have you will eleven lose. eleven penalties for hundred yards this week in Lambeau Field, I promise you, you're not coming out with a win. Six five one six four six eight two five five. The show is Viking Vent Line. It's now on weekdays as well as after games. And let's go to one of my favorite, I believe, all time Vent Line callers. Hi, Linda. Hi there, gentlemen. Great to What's hear up, from Linda? you. On in the morning. Yes, it's new. It's here. It's great. Glad to hear from it, you. It's certainly better than CNN and MSNBC all day long. That so stuff's depressing, Linda. <laughs> Amen. That's my first point. Thanks for being on in the morning with uh, that line, you know, during the whole week. Gives me something different to listen to. Our pleasure. Secondly... I, I was impressed with special teams yesterday. I little things. I you know, I thought they covered punts, not, you know, your kickers and your field goals and all that, but I, I think we're gonna see a little better better special teams play and I, I believe that's gonna help out, keep teams pinned in, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then third thirdly, after living in Wyoming since uh seventy three and watching a lot of the Broncos, I'm almost gonna guarantee you that Green Bay is probably not going to know what Kubiak is going to come up with next week because things never seem to change. He even changes the style that he uses for the running game. You know, he might use the end-arounds or more in the middle and things like that. And I, I think that's going to add a whole new dimension to the running game of this offense. It's not just, you know, we got to hit the middle and hit the hole. And, you know, you're going to see different types and he's going to use a lot of different people in there as well. So those are my three comments, and we're going to listen every morning come, you know, Monday through Friday. So thanks for being on. And, Danny, I don't know you, but I'm sure we'll talk again. I'm so sure thanks. we will, Thanks, Linda. Linda. Thanks talk for the call. Talk to you later. Special teams plays like, wait, like this? The best in the league, and there's a block puck. And Minnesota covers it up. It looked like Eric Wilson. The linebacker out of Cincinnati came charging in to get it. 
First block punt, I believe, since what, 2014? Yeah, it's a long time to go without a blocked punt. And how how much of a difference was what we saw on special teams yesterday versus what we kind of expected special teams to be throughout training camp, where it, it seemed to be a mess. There was so much confusion. We didn't know what was going to happen. They traded a fifth round pick for Corey Vedvik, who now is probably out on the Jets as they're holding kicker tryouts on Tuesday. <laughs> what are the Jets doing? And, and Chad tweets at us at Score North, at Jay Zolgat, at Real D Cunningham. The best part for Zim yesterday wasn't defense, it was special teams. And it, it's, Well, he said that. Yeah. He said that. He basically, I think Mike was, Mike is extremely confident in his defense. Mm hmm. I think Mike likes Koobs a lot, and he's like, Koobs has this. I think Mike at night wakes up, his nightmare is a kicker missing. Yeah. Like, I think he wakes up in a cold sweat and 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 says, oh, I had the dream again. Like, what? What's the dream? <sighs> Vedvik missed again. Well, that just makes him a Minnesota Vikings fan. Because isn't that everyone's bad dream? Yeah, that's true. 651-646-8255, Viking Ventline, Zolgad, Cunningham, resumes after this. Talk, discuss, hold forth, pontificate, open your big yap, yeah! your tweets, your calls. This is Vikings Ventline. Score North Download, Declan Goff here. Vikings Ventline has been branded. We're in shotgun formation going five days a week, five wide. I think that's that no. We're not going well. shotgun. No, we're under center. Under we're going to run, running the ball. Okay. Okay. I like. I Danny's like the five running. Wide. I like the five wide. Open up the pass. Not game. run and shoot. I we're, mean, I'm more of a Zim Zim offense it. guy. We want Zim to like the show, not oh, okay. hate it. Well, we're going five wide. Uh, whether you're chugging the purple Kool Aid or inevitable heartbreaks on the way, we want to hear from you. Feel free to do that. Call the studio line 651-646-8255. That's six five one. Six four six eight two fifty five, or tweet us at Score North on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all the social media platforms, or on the Score North mobile app. While you're there, check out our coverage from Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad, including a great piece on Anthony Harris, who had a strong season last year, and he started off last night with a big two interception game. Check out that piece right now at ScoreNorth.com. Now back to Vikings Ventline. There it is, indeed. Cousins over the top for the rushing touchdown. And the Minnesota Vikings in the first half have rushed for over 120 yards. It's such a 180 from last year. You know, what a classic drive in the third quarter. Cousins throws that play action for nine yards. And right after that, QB sneak to Brett behind Bradbury for two yards. What a first-round pick. Finally, we're fixing our, <laughs> our, our offensive line. Can't complain. I mean, they're 100% better than last year. Still some things they got to improve upon. But, you know, at the end of last year, I said, you know, Cousins needed to make his reads a lot quicker. I don't know if it was the offensive line or if it was Cousins practicing in the offseason, but he obviously looked a lot better. Good call there on Vikings Ventline on Sunday. That was with uh, Phil and Manny, and of course, on uh, the station we've had Vikings Ventline postgame for quite a while. Well, we're now expanding it to weekdays, 10 to noon on Mondays. So we're on until noon today, 11 to noon, Tuesday through Friday, with Zolgan and Cunningham. The number to call is 651-646-8255. But it's much more than that, Danny. It's also interactive. And why don't you tell the people what our first um, Score North Viking Vent Line poll on Twitter is right now. First one on Twitter right now is, what did Mike Zimmer like best about yesterday's game? Offense, defense, or special teams? Because he said it was special teams. I voted special we teams. We all know that Mike Zimmer loves himself some defense, but the offensive side of the ball, I think, worked exactly how he dreams of it working. So there was a lot for him to like. I'm curious what he liked the most. Back to the phone lines. Woodbury Larry, our old pal. Hi, how you doing, Larry? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing well, Larry. What's up? 
As Judd knows, I'm not an NBA guy, so Danny, I got to wish you a belated welcome to the Score North family. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Big, big hockey guy, though, so I've got no problem. With so he's heard Larry. me on he's heard me on Judd's hockey show. Yeah, he threw up just like I did. <laughs> All right, here's what I got on the Vikings so far. Weird game yesterday, as it's kind of been talked about, just the way the Vikings ambushed the Falcons, and I think. Uh, I think football gets coached to the score probably more than any other sport. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to get a real gauge in the total package. But as it relates to the defense, which is kind of supposed to be the calling card of this team, right? Correct. Uh, they gotta show. They gotta show me something. I mean, it's awesome to be in the top five during the regular season, but. I'm not going to get too excited about this defense until they show me something when it matters most. And, you know, I'm kind of hearkening back to two years ago. They had the great regular season, and then, you know, and they get up seven rip in the NFC Championship game, and all of a sudden they give up 38 straight. Larry, Uh, let me ask you this. When does it matter most? Is that only in the playoffs, or does next week matter more than, than this week did? If they show up against Green Bay and shut down Green Bay in a similar way to what they did to Atlanta yesterday, does that matter more to you? No. I mean, that'll be awesome because they did a great job in Green Bay in week two last year. Okay. But then, you know, it comes down to, you know, they had momentum in that Bears game, even though it was kind of an uphill battle last year. They had momentum, and they needed a stop, and the musty Bears offense just walked right down the field on them. Larry, how how so, much how much to this day does the, um, the Eagles NFC title game leave a mark in your impression? Because that defense was so good until it wasn't, and then it just didn't sort of get beat. It got exposed completely. Well, it's it's Chad, uh, as you know, we we followed the Vikings for many many years. It's just another, don't me, Larry. you know. Th- there's a. It's like the game operation. Yep. You know, there's just wounds all over the place. Yep, I know. That's just that's like the you know that's like the bread basket. True. All right, Larry. Appreciate the call. All right. Talk Thanks, to you guys. later. Yeah, but I, it's you know what though, I liked what I saw, I, and I guess at this point, Danny, you, you can only go game by game. Yeah. You know what? What we saw now. Now here is the other dynamic as well. But good on the Vikings for exploiting this. That play, U.S. Bank Stadium is hell. I think for I think the it's opposition. hell for the opposition. I don't think they can communicate. I don't think Matt Ryan could hear. You know, for Matt Ryan to look that bad that long to throw those two picks, and as you said, the one in the end zone was absolutely awful. I don't. I have for, no idea what he yeah, was trying to accomplish. But I. I, I think that. Matt Ryan, who is a at his best a very good quarterback, was flustered. And that building, if you could, and in fact, I, I talked to a caller about this on the Purple Podcast yesterday that we did. If the Vikings can ever get home field advantage in the playoffs throughout the playoffs, think about that. You'd be coming in with what a three and a half to six point lead just based on that crowd noise. Yeah, based on on a fact. Now, now, yes, if you play. Rodgers at his best, or if you play Drew Brees, it gets more difficult because those guys can quiet the crowd, and and they don't get flustered as easily. But when we're talking about Matt Ryan, that's a pretty good QB, 
And from the start of that game, he did not look like he had a chance. No, he looked like a high school quarterback. He was making bad mistakes. The intercept, Both interceptions were terrible decisions. One throwing into double coverage to try and get the ball to Julio Jones, I understand. The one throwing into the end zone, it looked like he tried to throw the ball away and just didn't throw it far enough. Like you, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. I have no other explanation But he was trying it. to make calls from shotgun. Nobody could hear yeah, him. He, he it's all lost. of those things. He looks like a rookie instead of someone that's been in the NFL for 12 years. And, and those ends played well. Well, too. Yes, very well. Everson Griffin played very well. Yeah, they were. And I was all for. I was all for saying it's been fun. It's been. It's time now. But the pressure that those guys got consistently. And, and now, I am very curious to see Sunday's game. You're on the road. You're playing on grass. Dynamics change. But it, it should be fun. Mm-hmm. And it should be a, a good game. And uh, to to the point that Linda brought up, which I absolutely love, and she's probably right, Kubiak didn't show a lot, and Kubiak's going to go in with a game plan that's going to show Green Bay things that they probably don't expect. Yeah. And a year ago, it became incredibly predictable. So good for them. Good on them. I'm I'm curious what their game plan is going to look like because like it's been it was brought up earlier I I don't remember if it was John or a different caller that they didn't show a lot of their offense that they. When they got out to a 28 nothing lead, they could be more conservative. Like we've talked about in, in a, lo- a lot of ways today that Kirk Cousins only threw 10 passes, and that's not going to be the case moving forward in every game. But there's a lot more to this offense that we don't necessarily know about. We could find out as soon as Sunday in Lambeau Field. Defensively, have you ever seen a coach that, that you've watched a team as, as closely as you probably watched the Vikings, Dan Cunningham, have you ever seen a coach develop defensive backs like this guy does. J-Ron Curse. Alexander got hurt. He has dislocated his elbow, which, by the way, sounds absolutely gruesome. Mm-hmm. Painful. Very painful. He, he comes out. They put J-Ron Curse, a safety, a safety. They consistently played him in nickel, and not just in one package. He consistently played, and he played fantastic. I have, I have seen secondaries with Leslie Frazier look like I'm playing out there. Sure. This is incredible. Yeah, this is I, I can't I can't articulate enough how impressive this secondary is. Guys get hurt and they just replace them. But while it is impressive that they're able to do it, Nick tweets in at Jay Zolgat at Real D Cunningham that his biggest takeaway from the game yesterday is how thin they are at that spot. Because while Curse looked good stepping in, you can't afford to continue to have injuries That's there. True. A dislocated elbow is a freak thing, and it's painful. And Alexander's probably going to be down for a few weeks. I would, be, I, it would be hard for him to play on Sunday against Green Bay. Probably hard to play against Oakland. Maybe against Chicago too. In, in three weeks from now, Xavier Rhodes gets hurt all the time. He had to leave yesterday's game with a knee issue, and that seems to happen on a week by week basis. I'm so used to that by now. I just make a note and say he'll be back in a series. But it's difficult to operate at that level at being that thin. That's a difficult way for a team to operate in the defensive backfield. I'm curious how long they can keep it up. Chris Boyd uh, came in, actually, when Rhodes got hurt. I think Rhodes missed a series a a little more, probably, than a series. And he is young, and that might take some time. But the J. Ryan curse thing to me is incredible. Yeah, Because that nickel position, you play constantly. It's not like you come in and leave and come in and leave. You're in quite a bit. It's basically a base defense in today's NFL. It is. And and for that to be a safety, and for that guy now, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was a seventh-round draft pick, and look, look, he didn't start out great. It took him time. But the development of guys in that secondary, and some of them are first-round picks, and some of them are undrafted, and some of them are sixth- or seventh-round guys. But the amount of development across the board, and because in this game today, 
they are so they are so important. And if they're bad, they get exploited, and it's hard to watch. And it's easy to see that they're going to get exploited. And it's not difficult for a guy like Matt Ryan to exploit them. No, it's not. Or it shouldn't be. But it was on Sunday. Yeah. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. We are in the TCL broadcast studios. The show is Vikings Vetline. And if you're saying right now, but Vikings Vetline is only on Sundays. Well, that's true. It's still on on Sundays immediately after the Vikings games end, but we're going to be on Zolgate and Cunningham from 10 to noon on Mondays and then from 11 to noon uh, Tuesday through Friday. Why don't we do this? When we come back, let's come back and get to tweets sure. and thoughts. And don't forget, we also have our first Vikings Vetline poll, Score North uh, Twitter poll out there right now. What did Mike Zimmer like the most yesterday? Defense, offense, or special teams? Uh, the votes in so far, not surprisingly, 60% saying defense. I voted special teams. I think it's what keeps him up nights. You just wanted Miss to be a kicks. contrarian. No, I didn't. Miss kicks because he can't control it. And I told you, kickers and long snappers and punters drive him crazy. So, again, if you want to join the conversation, 651-646-8255. Vikings Ventline returns after this.